Yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Is this recording? It is? Well, then I guess, guess, guess who's back? Yo, what's poppin'? This is your man, Dean of the Edwards clan. Dean Edwards, welcome back. Another episode of Fuck Market Protocol. Popping off your cherry in the right way. We doing it in the right way. I guess I'll say I'm back because I, I, there was a slight hiatus of sorts. I know some of you were like, uh, he made it to 100 episodes and that's it. Shout out, uh, I just saw over the weekend, uh, my man Be Rich. Ask what's up, is it over? Nah, it's not over. My brother just been, been hella busy. Um, you know, 2016 started off, started off with a bang ready to bring out. From the town, shots rang out. Uh, 2016 has been busy, but that's that's a good thing. Busy means good. Busy means, um, you know, a lot of things have a breath of preoccupado. And, uh, you know, real quick before I dive in and keep you all abreast of what we've been up to, um, you know, want to send a shout out to, uh, to all things comedy, all things comedy, comedy, all things comedy. Burr and Magical, the whole crew up up out there doing their thing out on the West Coast. And uh, we're going to make sure that we stay more consistent. Um, check out uh, some of our friends. Um, my man with his Dell Razors, Dean Del Ray and the Dell Razors. And uh, who else? Who else? Dean Del Razor and uh, Let There Be Talk. Let there be talk, man. And um, big up my man Ian Edwards. His uh, actually Ian's birthday just passed, so happy belated. Y'all, y'all get a chance. Go wish uh, wish wish my man Ian Edwards a uh, belated happy born day. And you don't look a day over over fifty seven, right? <laughs> And, uh, and everybody else over there, man, you know, go check them out. Check them out. Check them out. So what's been up? Um, well, you know, for starters, um, I, had a, I had a cruise, uh, I had a cruise gig. Actually, here's what's funny. was supposed to uh, interview my boy Francisco Ramos, very talented, uh, talented young comedian. Um, he and I bonded uh, at sea. Uh, cool cat, real du- cool cat, um, Venezuelan American brethren, and uh, we both got, we both, <laughs> we both forgot, <laughs> we both fell asleep. Well, we like make it sound like we were laying together watching, uh, watching uh, uh, um, an Oscar-nominated movie or something on on a, on a SAG screen. We we were watching Room. <laughs> Nah, um, we, we, no, we were hanging out a lot, and, um, you know, sometimes time just gets out of, out of, uh, out of hand, and you forget, which is what, what, what happened, and so for that, I apologize to everyone that was uh, waiting patiently to hear an interview with Francisco Ramos, don't worry, we'll get him along soon, actually, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm going out west. Boom. As a matter of fact, uh, this reminds me, since we're going to look, I just unplugged my phone. 
because it's not within reach, and I am typing right now to uh, hit up Spencer. I had I had um, uh, my man Chris Spencer. He's a showrunner of uh, the Real Husbands of Hollywood on uh, on BET Networks. Good friend, um, buddy from way back in the day. And keep an ear out because uh, I'm going out. Going out west in a couple of weeks, actually. I think, geez, today is, uh, today is the 22nd, so I think I'm going to L.A. in actually about two weeks around. So keep keep an ear out around um, the second full week of, of March. So that would be the 14th. Um, you should hear... My man Chris Spencer, unless his schedule gets in the way, because I know he won. He he actually reached out. That which actually made me feel good. He was like, um, he was like, yeah. When am I gonna do your podcast? So, uh, so big things are going on. Big things are going on. People people are are reaching out. Actually, you know what? Like like people always ask me, yo, who yo, who do you want to have on here? I'm trying to think. Who have I spoken to? Like I'd love I'd love to pick Eddie Murphy's brain and and see where uh see where his head is comedically and what he thinks of uh the current state of comedy um <coughs> yeah, i can see eddie, eddie be on here no you know what i think um i think there's some wonderful comedian eddie's eddie's cool now like eddie's the it's funny because eddie's like a hollywood 50 year old like he's he's in his 50s but eddie could probably pass for his 40s because when you have money and access and opportunity, you can stay youthful as long as long as possible. And so, but Eddie always he sounds deep, you know. When you watch him in interviews, he's real, he's real, he's real laid back. And nah, you know what? Um, I, I like what Kevin Hart is doing. Like he's even the fact that he calls him Kevin, but it sounds like revered as opposed to Kev. He's like, nah, I like. It. He doesn't say, yeah, man, nah. You know what? I like what Kev's out there doing. He's like. Nah, you know what? Um, I like uh, I like Kevin Hart. Um, he's a, he's a brilliant, brilliant young talent. Uh, shattering records worldwide. Um, uh, and uh, and who else? I, you know what? I really like. I like. I like. Uh, I like you, Dean. Dean, I think you're very talented, and you you're not hack. You don't you don't do a a carbon copy of what I did, even though there's an influence. <laughs> and uh, nah, but you know what I mean. Um, anyway, uh, any anywho. Uh, oh, speaking of which, um, my 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 dream list. Like right now, I know I want to get Rob Stapleton on here, man. Rob Stapleton. I want to get a couple of the um, the quote unquote New York legends. You know, actually, there are a lot of. You know what? I want to. I want to get y'all. Tell me. Let me get some some interaction, right? Virally, y'all tell me who who some of the people y'all would like. To, to hear on the fundamental protocol to hear their take on on um the current state of comedy and just the world we live in as well as uh as well as just hearing their perspective and their stories you know like i think i want to get you know i want to get on here um uh you know a bunch of like uh, uh cats that came up 
through the Def Jam system, right? I make it sound like the baseball, uh, baseball farming system. Yeah, they came up through the, through the these kids. They came up through the Def Jam system, and they uh, and they had some 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 brilliant hits. You know, some of them wound up going on to play in the major leagues. Some of them still in the they they they're gods in 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 the Chitlin circuit, and it's good enough for them. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Uh, been texting, uh, talking to my bit, my boy. Uh, hamburger ain't happening this evening. Like Alonzo Hamburger Jones, um, just to you know to hear his story, hear how, hear hear how he came up with that as a way not to cuss. Uh, and then does he feel like that helped him? You know, expand. And at what point did he say, you know what? Did he ever say, you know what, I should let go of this, but this has been my bread and butter, you know, um, him, uh, um, not necessarily Jamario Jamario, you know, I'm sure he has a story, um, I'm, actually, I wouldn't mind, I'd sit down with anybody, really, um, but Dreamless, love to have, like, Eddie, Arsenio, uh, Billy and like getting burrowed here is just a matter, I guess, of scheduling. You know, uh, when I'm in LA and he's in LA, and and you know, working around his his schedule of shorts. Um, who else? Some of the dudes I've been on the road with, like uh, uh, my boy Ryan. We went to Qatar. Um, oh, you know what? Said Cedric the Entertainer would be a good uh. Because keep in mind, Cedric is probably, out of everyone that sort of came through in the 90s, came through the circuit in the 90s, um, Ced probably is the one comic that came up doing maybe, you know, the black rooms and had a, a name, you know, a name from the black rooms as far as like, like a, a, a hamburger or a Jamario Jamario or Cedric the Entertainer, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And was able to uh, was able to, you know, stay true to his roots, but at the same time, he he crossed over. You know, big big shout out to Steve Harvey for that because um, I know he he's uh, very influential in Ced's. Uh, said getting his his um his opportunities um let me see cedric the entertainer the name cedric the entertainer you know his real name is i believe cedric antonio giles you know uh cac c-a-k cedric antonio giles and he went with cedric the entertainer and that's not a i guarantee you some i i guarantee you that somebody in his history, probably numerous people in the mid to late nineties, were hitting with hitting him with, you know, Cedric, uh, why don't you just go with Cedric Kyles? You know, it 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 has a ring to it, it's user friendly. Cedric the entertainer kinda kinda sounds like you're you know, you're he's like, what, what, I'm trying to you know, appeal to the people that supported me, black folks. <laughs> From day one, that's that's and and so I appreciate this. Same with him. Same with uh, uh like LL Cool J, you know, um, Ice T, 
Queen Latifah, like everybody knows Queen Latifah's name is Dana Owens, but the fact that she the, the the fact that she was nominated for an Oscar and it said a cat and it says Academy Award nominee Queen Latifah, I think that's dope, man. I think I think that's dope. That that people say, you know what, this is who, this is my brand. You know, I don't like that word, but in these cases it fits. This is my brand, and you know what, people people have supported me. And my brand in a long for a long time, so I'm I'm staying with the brand. Hey man, salute and respect. You know what I mean? Salute, salute and, and respect. So um so yeah, that's the uh that's that's some of the people um on the on the dream list. But I have I have some more guests uh coming up. Um most m- most notably I think Rob Stapleton and I we just have to uh we have to figure out exactly when and where. Uh, and hopefully soon for for you for you the listeners. So that's one thing that had us um hella busy. Uh, oh yo son, man, can I just tell you, uh, the 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 last couple weeks have been hectic. I just, yo as a matter of fact, I didn't realize. You know what? The last time, the last time, the um, the last time I dropped an episode. I think I told y'all I was stuck. I didn't make it out. Um, make it out of. <coughs> I apologize. My 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 uh, vocals. <clears throat> I'm drinking my herbal uh, peppermint tea with laquat in it. Laquat. Laquat is like this brown uh, honey. It's real strong. It's pretty good. You could actually drink it without without putting a tea bag in it. And it tastes like tea. It's very, very, very soothing. It's very, yeah, it's very, uh, very easy on the throat as it slides down. Ew. 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 Hey, guys. Guys, are you listening? Uh, <laughs> that just, that was a super pause moment, right? Yeah, so we, um, we went, we went over, you know, we did these gigs over, uh, overseas. Or what? Literally over the seas. Um, and, uh... And then when we got back, sort of hit the ground running because I was uh, I was preparing to go do uh, the Fort Worth hyenas, the Fort Worth hyenas. <laughs> you know what? And, and uh, hyenas, hyenas actually been a been a, a nice club for me, a nice ride. They have three clubs in in the in the in the greater uh, metropolitan Dallas-Fort Worth area. One club in Dallas, one in Fort Worth, and one in Plano. And, um, yeah, we've been, you know, going and selling out. We sold out um, Valentine's Day weekend, or Valentine's weekend, and and we had a blast out there. Before I go out there, right, I did, um, speaking of Rob Stapleton, so we did, <laughs> we did, Rob's Salsa Con Fuego, Salsa Con Fuego, up in the Bronx, where the people are fresh, up in the Bronx, where the people are fresh, that's right, y'all, his name was AJ, so, um, we, we were booked, now, now, keep in mind, I've been booked in this club three times over the last, I'm gonna say, seven months, I think, first time Rob booked me was in, uh, was in, September, September. I was booked there in September. Then got pushed back to October. Uh, then when it got pushed back in October, uh, sorry, sorry for yawning, Rissa, <laughs> Rissa Roney. Sorry. Um, 
but it got booked and rebooked in October. Uh, Rob calls me like literally like maybe a couple of days. Yo, Dean. Yo, I'm sorry, man. Yo, yo, bro. I apologize. The club we overbooked it. They got uh, Lunell and Bill Bellamy coming in. Now let me listen. No comic likes hearing that they're they're bumped, right? I don't care what level you are. If Chris Rock, if Chris Rock is is uh getting ready to go on at the strip and and someone comes in and is like, yeah, uh, Chris Seinfeld just walked in and, and he had he had to run downtown, wanted to know if he could get on before we. Chris is gonna be like, well, well, what I don't have credits too. You mean <laughs> you know what I mean? So nobody likes getting bumped and. Bill's my man, Lunell's my homie. Um, you know we're all cool, but you hear you get bumped, you you get you get slightly uh, uh, a bit offend, offended, you know. Um, so when I got got when he canceled, I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. And Rob and I, we I've, I've known Rob twenty something years, so we're real real cool. But I was like, man, I don't feel like dealing with this. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. Whatever, you know. So he, uh, I think he rebooked me. Maybe we he actually let the smoke settle, um, maybe for about two months to like probably no November December. And he's like, "Yo, Dean, I got that date. Let me know whenever you need that date. Um, I got you." And so he put me down for early February. I was like, "All right, that's you know that's cool, whatever you know." Um, I calmed down, my ego relaxed, and I was fine. But then um. Then when I get off the ship, when I when I land for the cruise, actually before I get off the cruise, I uh, I got a message I think on Facebook, and um, you know, Rob was like, "Yo, Dean, just double checking, you gonna be uh be at Salsa Con Fuego?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I hit him back a couple of days late because I don't check. I don't know about y'all. I don't check my my Facebook messages, man. I um once Facebook went to messenger i was like i guess guess i won't be uh utilizing that uh so so i hit him back said yeah we're good and then when i get as soon the first text or voicemail i get when i when i get back to land that saturday is yo dean i'm so sorry man I, um yo they they changed the money <laughs> i was like wait what i'm still booked but the money's lower so now I'm really annoyed. So I I left I left Rob <coughs> a message. I left Rob a message saying, "Hey man, you know hey, I'm not saying this on you, but it seems like you know because I'm the nice guy that you know people trying to like shave points with me and you know." And then I actually called him. It turns out I had just passed him because he was on uh one of the carnival ships in in the port of Miami. He was leaving as I was re returning. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we, we squared it away. He apologized and they actually did wind up paying me all, all my money, but here's what's funny. So go up to the show that Tuesday night, now black rooms, black rooms, historically, you know, you know, uh, as, as much as they change, things remain the same. Every, every time you go to do, like, if you don't do black rooms consistently, which I, I don't anymore, I haven't, uh. I haven't done black rooms on a regular basis consistently for a long time. I do them now when I when I'm preparing for something. When I'm like, ah, right, you know what? Boom! Uh, I'm working on this uh, this new hour, 
and I want to go make sure my, my, my jab is tight and my timing is right. Because um, because the reason being, you know, the protocol for today, so, so y'all can underdig and overstand, is that you never want to limit the scope of your audience, man. You always want to, you always want to go out and, and explore every type of audience and see where your material um, is lacking in front of different varied uh, audiences. So the reason I'll go do, um, you know, like a black room run, and I've probably said this before, probably said this before, is because uh, when you, um, it's almost like, okay, boom, this this for my comic book heads, right? I used to, uh, I used to read comic books, and I remember they said that, uh, I think the Incredible Hulk, some superhero <coughs> grew up, um, it wasn't the Incredible Hulk, but some superhero was from Mercury or, or Venus, right? Where the gravitational pull was heavier than it, uh, than it is on, um, on the Earth. Whereas as you get further away from the sun, I guess, the, the lighter the gravity, you know, which is why people, you've seen pictures of, of astronauts bouncing on the moon because, you know, zero gravity. So um, as you get closer to the sun, if I'm remembering correctly, this is all for my youth. There, there, there was a superhero or a supervillain. There was someone, some super that was from Mercury or Venus or, or they, they, they trained on one of the planets closer to the sun. So... Because the gravity was heavier, by the time they got to the Earth, it was nothing for them to defy gravity because they had been pushed, they had been uh, built under harsher conditions. And so that's what a, going to do a black room is like. Going to do a black room is working under harsher conditions than a mainstream room or an alternative room or a hipster room because if I can go in a black room and kill in front of an audience that is less patient. And when I say black room, that could it does that's that is generally going to be a, a black audience, but it could be just a, a hipper audience, an urban audience. Uh, um, you know, black and Latino, black and white. Uh, it's always black though, ain't it? Black is always in there. <laughs> black is always present. Um, so you know the the conditions. Are, are are more strenuous you know the 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 attention is is the attention span is shorter the um the patience for you to take a time to get to the jokes is is uh is lower and so because of that if i go in a black room and destroy then i'm like oh i go into a mainstream room it's, it's nothing so for for every, all you comics especially if you're black like to me if 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 you're of color and you can't make your own people laugh, and this this does not have to do with being in the hood, because there are, you know, I came up um, in a time when there were there were um, there were black rooms that were more uh, like two steps down was not like Manhattan proper in Queens. Two steps down in Fort Greene, off of DeKalb Avenue in Brooklyn. It was definitely a different place to perform than Manhattan proper or, or out in Queens or Nagasaki out in uh, Hempstead, Long Island. You know, you were dealing with a different uh, set of circumstances that that um, that you had to make the adjustment. So 
going into those rooms that's what you have to you have to be aware of go into those rooms to to tighten tighten your set so that when you go back to the mainstream clubs or whatever other clubs or whatever theater whatever college crowd it's nothing because you're like oh this they actually are listening the, the word this is great you know what i mean so um so i was booked for 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 salsa con, con fuego i go up there first thing i noticed it's in Jimmy's Jimmy's Bronx. Is they renovated Jimmy's Bronx Cafe up uh, up there, right off of Route eighty seven, uh, the New York State Thruway. Um, they just they just re remixed the club. It's brighter. It's uh, same size, but it looks bigger. It's more cavernous. And who's booked on the show? Rob, like I said, Rob was leaving town, so he um or he left town. He was in Florida, so he had my man uh, um Marshall Brandon was hosting. Right, Marshall, good dude, funny dude. Marshall's hosting. Uh, I got my man Nima Williams on the show. Uh, so my man, big up my dude, uh, Capital J. Cap and I, we go back forever. I go back with everybody forever, right? But Cap, that was one of like one of my first <coughs> friends on the on the New York comedy scene. Man, we both taped Def Comedy Jam together, and uh, and Cat, uh, Cat. And uh, Capital J, he had this wonderful mane of hair. It was luxurious. It made me miss my afro when, because you blow your afro out and then straighten it, and you had you had like the the Cat Williams uh uh straight conk pimping. But that was my man Cat, man. He's he was a uh, he, he's still he's still an, still an artist doing his thing. He was uh, he actually shot some nice pictures of us uh, that night. So um oh and uh, uh Kareem, Kareem Green. I always say Kareem Green like uh Tony Wood says a Kareem Green. So everybody's probably like this is one of those rooms. It's the show's supposed to start at uh eight eight thirty. It probably started like nine ish. But everybody should do. A quick twelve fifteen. Uh, you know what? I love getting Nima on this show, Nima Williams and uh, and Ag White, and even Rich Voss. I'd love to get uh, some of the some white comics that came up through the black circuit as well. You know, to get their perspective and their pers- yeah, that's that's actually a good one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm definitely, I Ag done reached out a couple of times, so definitely gotta get. Get him on here. Brooklyn's own A.G. White. Yo, Dean Edwards. Yo, congratulations. Want to get you on here? You know, I, I got free air miles. I travel where... A.G.'s always always asking me to <laughs> bring on the road. But I'm like, I, I got I got Harris on the road, man. Um, You know better. That's <laughs> hilarious, buddy. He's dry. Be, be, uh, uh, you get in, get in A for consistent... Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a C for consistent? Anyway. Um... So, yo, everybody's going up and struggling with this audience having to do way more than they feel like doing. Um, from Marshall hosting to Nima. Nima winds up probably doing an extra 10 minutes. And he even admitted it. I was, I was like, yeah, it's, you know, the show lasted too long. Because everybody, you want to end on a, on a big laugh. But if the crowd ain't, ain't there, they ain't there. So, and here's what's funny. In, in clubs like that, in rooms like that, some of the audience is paying attention. Some of the audience wants to laugh, but some of them are like, yo, son, I'm a, I'm here to holler at Shorty over here. I came here because of the cause of the plantanos, you know? <laughs> some people don't come for the comedy. That's that's the that's the risk you take from doing a room versus a comedy club, is that 
you always have to have to be aware of the fact that you know these people ain't uh these people didn't 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 come on the uh on 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 a Tuesday night to come see comedy. Comedy might just be an afterthought. You know, some some of them might be like, I don't feel like feel like hearing some funny funny cat. Trying to trying to enjoy my meal. This one dude, I forgot his name, Petey something. I think he just he had just been in jail for like you know 15, 20 years. Wrote a book. Yeah, not feel like he cared about anything re- remotely related to a comedy show. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, so then I go on stage, right? And in my mind, I'm like, and his was funny because y'all know I don't really get nervous. More more anxiety, more anxious. But I was a little nervous. Well, you know what? I wasn't even nervous. Like his, they handed handed me my money in an envelope before I went on. So any <laughs> any bundle of nerves I might have experienced up until that point was quickly uh, erased. Feel me? <laughs> I got my money. I was like, oh, I'm good. So I go on stage. Damn, what did I open with? I open with I have to check my notebook. Um I think I did something with the DJ with Rich Homie Quan. It got a chuckle, but the DJ messed up. Messed that's and and once again, this is this is why you do not rely on a DJ to be your, your partner. Feel me? Because it's all for naught. So the DJ messed up. I was like, forget it, man. So I just go into my jokes. I get some laughs. These mugs are tired. The show's been going on for an hour and 15 minutes. That means it's probably 15 minutes longer than it needed to be already. And now here I come with another 15, 20 minutes. And I, let me tell you something. Five minutes in, I bust out laughing. <laughs> I busted out laughing. And, and I could see their faces. I was like, yeah, y'all don't realize I'm laughing because I got paid already. <laughs> so these jokes, these jokes are at your discretion, as as Todd Lynn, rest in peace, Todd used to say. Um, and some people laughed and some people just stared. And you know what? I just was like, you know what? These jokes are for me. The comedians at the bar. Oh, uh, damn. What's my man from L.A. also went on? Uh, Kevin Gates, shout out to Kevin Gates doing his thing. He's a young comedian on the rise. He he also went on um, that night as well. And um, and Kareem wasn't booked, but Kareem also did a guest spot. But like I said, every when you have the more people you have on the show, longer shows going, the the less apt they are to pay attention. Now what I give Kareem credit for is Kareem was like, I'm I'm on win, I'm I'm winning. And in my mind, I ain't going front. I was like, man, I don't feel like... Like somebody said to me later on, they were like, yo, you didn't do Denzel. I was like, nah, they didn't deserve Denzel. <laughs> Is that arrogant? That probably sounds arrogant, but it's true. Here, because here's the thing. There's nothing worse than giving your A game and mugs give you D responses. You know what I mean? You giving your A plus material, the material that... That people recognize. I'm hitting them with every every impression. I think I did maybe like two, maybe three. I was like, nah, I'm not. I'm not working hard for this. Y'all ain't gonna have me leave because if you because then if you give your your full potential and they don't respond, that's where your ego takes a blow. Now that actually goes against what Sammy Davis Jr. said, where you should always give 110 percent. Um, and so for that, I may be at fault. I I probably could have worked harder to to win, but I was like, man, I'm tired. 
Shoot, my car just my car just hit three hundred thousand miles, son. Accurate MDX hit three hundred and one thousand miles and said, "Holla, peace." I was sitting right out there in the uh, in the driveway, and so right now I'm on the train. I could Uber it, but I you know what I will say. Taking the train up there, I, I started reminiscing. I kind of kind of missed those days of of you know traipsing around New York City to to go just get some stage time. So so uh, you know that, I'm always gonna find a positive in it. I I wasn't happy having to take the train from Brooklyn to the Bronx, and for those who don't understand uh, the geography of that, you know uh, where I live in Brooklyn to uh the north that be north or central i mean it's just off off of fordham road but it's the 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 west side of the bronx right before um right before you get to the east river um you know that 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 was a good hour that might have been an hour hour and a half uh trip to to go maybe if that's if that's fifteen miles, I'd be surprised. So, you know, I didn't feel like doing it, but after I did, I was like, all right, cool. And, and here's the beautiful thing: um, Kareem was there, so he dropped a brother off in Brooklyn. See, the, this is what it's good to have friends and bad to need them. People, shout out to my man Kareem Green. Love to get Kareem on here, because um, these are all dudes I I've given every every comic in New York City, every comic that came up through New York City. <laughs> I gave her, I've given rides to just because I always felt like if I'm going, if you live in Brooklyn and I'm going to Brooklyn, I'll drop you off in Brooklyn. It's no, it's not. Now, if you lived out in the flatlands, you know, you live way out in the flatlands, you might get get dumped off uh, at, at, on on the uh, two train. I'll drop you at Grand Grand Army Plaza. <laughs> uh, but sometimes, if it was a bunch of us, I would just you know whatever drop them off at the crib. Um, that was back in the days. I remember, uh, I remember this dude, Glenn B. Glenn lives out in L.A. now, and and his daughter is 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 wow. I and I didn't know it was his daughter until one day. Uh, she liked something on on. It was either I think it was Facebook, and and then I, I was like, oh thanks, and then I clicked on it. I was like, hold up, wait, that's. I was like, that's Glenn B. And she's like, me and my dad. I'm like, that's your father. <laughs> Glenn made that. <laughs> oh shoot! I tickle me Elmo. Oh yeah, man. So uh, so Kareem gave me a ride home, and he and I actually were just talking, talking. I mean, that's what comics do. You always talk shop, man. So uh, so yeah. Um, I did the show. Was it a great show? It was a show. You know, it was the type of show that after the show, the people that were listening were like, yo, you 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 killed that. They just weren't listening. I was like, I know. I appreciated it. I appreciated people uh, you know, giving me that. But I guess it's funny because I'm at that point now where I don't I don't, you know, I don't trip on a lack of response if if uh you know, I don't I never sit around saying, Man, the audience was whack. I'm just like, ah, well, it just it was one of those nights. I don't trip on it. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Should never trip on it. It's, it's not. It's not that serious. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. So um, so the other thing that that's been going on with brother, um, and this this more importantly. So last week, I, uh, 
I sat down, um, and I gave myself the week, and I committed to it. Uh, thank you, uh, B. Cats. Thank you, Joseph Vesey, and the the and God and the universe for directing me in that that path. Um, I I, I uh, took Larry Morse's acting workshop. You all heard me speak about it with with Vesey before, either on his podcast, uh, the Callback, or my podcast, the Father Monkey Protocol, which you're listening to right now. But um. Yeah, man, we yo, it was intense. All the I don't say all I have to say. That ain't all I have to say. The class was intense, so boom. So I gave a week. I gave Larry Morse, uh, acting studios or acting workshop, a week to to tweak with me. So we we locked in um, in early January. It's a good thing I reached out his his assistant Katie. I just every couple weeks was checking in to make sure that uh. They still were doing February. Next thing I know, when I sent her a message in January, she was like, "Oh, we just sent out uh, the the uh, the class schedule. Are you gonna be it?" So I so I was going. I was gonna miss the first week and the second week. So I said, "Yeah, put me down for the third week because I had shows." So I gotta. Um, they they partner. They pair you up with a with a scene partner, uh, and we were doing. Um, uh, my my scene partner, uh, her name is Amanda, uh, very talented actress, uh, Amanda Lerner. Um, we were doing John Patrick Shanley's Women of Manhattan, and I was playing a character named Duke to her Judy. Judy's sort of a, a stick-in-the-booty uh, woman, control freak, very professional, very rigid, and Duke is like a, a ladies' man. Uh, and he, uh, he's, he's always searching for, uh, you know, uh, his next, his next prey. He's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. And the sheep's clothing were, uh, were a fly, uh, fly suit. Uh, so, that's the scene set up. Read it, read it. Any, any acting heads, anyone interested in acting, go check out, um, read, read John Patrick Shanley. Actually, his, his canon, he, he's got some, uh. Plays that other people did scenes from from two of his other plays. I think one titled Orphans, and I forgot the name of the other one. But um, is Orphans his? I think it's his. I have to check. Anyway, um, now I got now I got to look that up just because I want to uh, give people the wrong information. John uh, Patrick Shanley. Let's see the name. The name of oh, he has white hair. He was born 20 years before me. Let us see what uh, he wrote. Oh, he wrote Doubt. Danny in the Deep Blue Sea, Savage in Limbo, Defiance, Women of Manhattan. I, I have that one. Cellini, Psychopathia, Sexualis. Let's see, view all. Maybe maybe it wasn't uh, Orphans. Four Dogs and a Bone Dirty Story, Sailor Song. Okay, so see, that's why I checked. It wasn't Orphans. Someone did a scene from Orphans. That's why I was like, I don't know if that's right, kid. So, uh, Shanley, man, yeah, he uh, he had this this great play with uh, this great subtext um, regarding relationships and humanity. So, <coughs> my partner and I, we met the day, I think the day I left for the cruise so the day no no the day i got back as a matter of fact no okay so i was supposed to leave on 
Saturday the 23rd, uh, but instead I got there on Tuesday the 26th, so that was the day I got there, Tuesday the 26th, I got there, uh, and, um, and she and I, we spoke for probably a good 40 minutes when I boarded, I told her, you know what, my time is limited, and so I apologize, but I will do everything to make sure that I give you as much of my time as I can, given we only have three weeks before we have to perform our scene, our 11 or 12 page scene in front of the class. So uh, what she and I wound up doing was, um, you know, I had to play, I, I you know, I read it, um, read, read nice scenes, and then it was really just all about getting off book, off book meaning you have it memorized for, for those that aren't familiar with, with, uh, with acting. So um, when I get back, we didn't have a lot of time because I had to go to uh, to Dallas that Thursday. So we really only had Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. No, as a matter of fact, didn't have Sunday because Sunday was Valentine's Day. So, uh, yeah. So I think we said, you know, let's just... Let's Skype, let's let's FaceTime, whatever, um, which I think we did Sunday night for about an hour or two, just to read through it, just to get timing. Then I went up there. She lives far, too. <laughs> she lives past Washington Heights. She lives up in northern Manhattan, um, the last stop on the A train, son. So, but here's what's funny. That was the same stop I could have taken to go to Salsa Con Fuego. That's how far it was. So it was a good hour and a half uh trip to get up there man maybe an hour the, the trains were running uh faster and smoother um and it was one train versus me having to transfer to a couple of trains going up to the Bronx so I uh I go up there it's far we rehearsed that day we uh I think Tuesday we we video uh yeah, we FaceTime um, that that evening, and then Wednesday I went back up there, and then Thursday, Thursday we wound up. Uh, well, I traveled. Oh, so then that weekend we rehearsed both by FaceTime, but the the <coughs> the Hilton in downtown Plano's, uh, of oh, not Plano, Fort Worth, the Fort Worth Hilton's. Wi-Fi was funky. It was real janky, so it kept knocking us off. So we actually wound up rehearsing uh, and running the scene via phone. The beauty of it, here's some information you all might uh, uh, enjoy receiving. The beauty of it is that the information um, was more audible. You know, like, because we couldn't see each other, we had to rely on listening. Eh? We had to rely on listening, and therefore, the... The material came to life in a new and different way. So by the time we get in there on Monday morning, uh, you know we 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 had to we had to get we had to create our set. So um, Amanda, she she got um, I reimbursed her for for things because I was like she's she's more present and able to do these things. So she ordered like we had to create the setting in a uh, in uh, uh, an Italian. Uh, restaurant so we got like a checkered uh tablecloth one of those you know plastic uh tablecloths uh, red and white checkered and 
wine glasses and fake wine, so we had to go buy grape juice and, and a rose and a candle, and she needed this gown and me in the suit, so we create the scene. Uh, we went last on Monday, right? There were, I think we were supposed to get through eight or nine scenes on Monday, the first day of class of the workshop. We got through seven, and ours was the seventh and final one. Now, I'm a comic, and Amanda actually, here's what's crazy. She knows Vessi and, and uh, my boy uh, Vlad and, and Leonard Oots. They all shot these uh, Optimum uh, three, three Brothers Moving Guys uh, commercials that are currently running um, during everything from The Walking Dead to American Idol. Uh, two, two, hey, you know what? I was gonna say something fly, but I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone, Bessie. Um, but hey, hopefully they invite y'all back to shoot some more, and then y'all really pounce on them and get get paid, uh, paid even better. So, uh, we're up last. The comic in me, I really don't think this. I think this seems funny, but it's not riproariously funny. But I'm like, oh, there's some funny moments when I tell you we we run the scene. And the scene kills, and we're getting laughs, and he lets us make it pretty much through the entire uh, scene. He tell you know he he stopped us once or twice just to say you know what uh, everything you're doing is great. Uh, you can slow it down, or you know slight notes like that. But I think we're the only we're the only uh, duo of actors that made it through our our entire scene because it's a workshop so you're supposed to stop and start and, and tweak and give us notes and such so we killed um and then uh we we addressed i, I remember larry said something about uh race i said well yeah that's how i feel being the only black dude in here right now gotta laugh the crowd um and larry here's what moss does here's what here's what the master of moss is man he he knows how to draw pull something out of you you know something that's already there it's just a matter of chiseling away whatever uh barriers you the actor have up and my thing i didn't mind like i had no problem saying to myself i was like look i'm here for for the process and and because vessi um had audited uh the class a couple of times in the past where you actually for those that don't know he audits meaning he audited meaning he went and just watched and observed he didn't participate and wasn't a, uh an actual um working actor where he was working on a scene but he he watched and observed and was able to take notes and study and learn from what he was watching um he did that in the past but a couple of weeks ago he actually did the the work and he did a scene and put it up and um and Vessi was like, Yeah, yeah, man, nah, he uh he, he he gets he gets to you, he gets some stuff out of you. And then other people have said, Oh yeah, he's he's gonna make you cry, right? So I was like, all right, we'll see. So he pulled a little, he got some out of me. Look, I was about to say he pulled a little out of me, but then I was like, pause. <laughs> um and so I got a little misty eye because he was talking about, you know, uh I remember when I first when we first met, we had lunch a couple months ago. And he was like, you know, I could tell you're a loving individual and a, and a kind individual and caring, and there's a lot of, a lot of uh, pain in the world. And and as as a comedian, you you do your best to eradicate the world of that pain or alleviate that pain. You know, so yeah, I got got misty eyed, man. Um, and everyone after class, you know, is giving us dap, and I was like, wow, that's a great way to end the day. But now I'm also like, damn, how do we? How do we follow that? You know, because now we have to, we have to, we, 
if you went up on Monday, you went up again on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, he was going to give you, let you probably run the scene. Same thing if you went up on Tuesday, then you were going to go back up on uh, on Thursday. So we had pretty much a day, day, well, a little less than two days to to re redo the scene so to say to take his notes and and apply everything he had uh given us and i know amanda well both of our concerns were geez you know what um they heard all the jokes um so it's going to be hard it reminded me of snl where you pitch something or you do, you do something at the table read and then Lauren's like, all right, it didn't work. We're, we're, we can't get fitted into the show this week, but we're going to try again next week. But you have to resell it again. You have to resell um, the same exact sketch. So you might have to add some new jokes here and there because everyone heard the jokes. Uh, when I did it on SNL with uh, Wayne Brady's sketch, Tina Fey uh, wrote, wrote for a brother, it... It worked two weeks in a row, so I was like, okay, it is possible, but here we can't change the lines of dude's play. <laughs> you imagine we just add our own dialogue to his play, so um, on Tuesday, I know Amanda was like, she was, she was, she had some ideas on, here, maybe we can do this, or, or um, you know, change how she says some things, and we, we tweaked, but I also didn't want to get too far into it, because in my opinion, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But we still, we tweaked a little bit. And for me, one of the biggest notes he gave me was, uh, yeah, you know, you want to you wanna sound more like Robert Wagner. I think I was slipping too much into my own voice. Now, little, little fun fact, I told myself the week before, watch more YouTube clips of Robert Wagner in interviews. Um... Not not heart to heart, but just actual interview, actual interviews where he he is just talking to someone because he drinks the words that that he uh, as he speaks. It's like the words and verbiage are delicious. Uh, I didn't do that, and so when 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 Larry called me on the voice, I was actually mad at myself because of all the things someone that does impressions should be able to nail. I should have been able to go in there and and kill the voice without without a, an issue. So of course, all of Monday night I was watching Robert Wagner. Um, I fell asleep downstairs watching Robert Wagner studying uh, after after Amanda and I had uh, rehearsed, you know, and then Tuesday night as well. So we went in and we were concerned about you know winning winning our scene, uh, uh, winning the crowd again. And because we're all scene whores, <laughs> and guess what? We started running the scene, and whereas last time we pretty much made it through, um, he stops us while we're on the first page. He's like, he's like, uh, Amanda, breathe. You're rushing, Dean. You're you have the voice now, but you're trying to have the voice instead of just being. He was like, you know, it's funny. Um, we know you all came in here and wowed us, so that was a lot to live up to. He was like. Don't worry about that. He was like, you're not connected now. Which we weren't. We Instead of having the connection that we had the first day, we both were trying to uh, trying to be impressive and talented actors instead of just being in the moment and connecting. So he gave us that note. Uh, next thing you know, Amanda's misty-eyed um, because she has something blocking and, uh, 
and then then he hits me. This is where he got me. This scene turned into something different, man. He uh he said he said uh you know we we joked about race the other day, but you know it's reality. You know people, cause Larry's all about getting to the humanity, and he said you know what he kept he kept telling us to breathe, take a deep breath, and breathe, which more and more people should do. And he's saying, uh, you know, you have to connect with each other. You have to get in contact with the humanity of each other and the characters. Because once you do that, then the material flows. And he said, uh, you know what? Um, you know, it, it sucks, this whole racial thing. It does suck. He said, because when you walk into a store, and I walk to, into a store, we're treated differently. I know that, and you know that. And now everyone in here knows that. And I'm I'm the only black dude. There's another dude, uh BK. He was there on Tuesday and Thursday, but he wasn't there on uh on Monday and Wednesday, I think, because he had to work uh his day job. So uh so Larry said that and next thing I know of, uh, you know, the tears started flowing. Uh, I was like, oh gosh, here it comes. But because I'm there for the process and this is part of the process, man, I'm saying to myself all week while while watching uh my other classmates where I could, you could see someone, you ever see someone when they're on the verge, they're about to cry, but then they hold back, and there were, there were a couple of students that, uh, both male and female, that I could see would hold back, and I was like, nah, man, let it, let it out, because once you let it out, then, then, then everything else will flow, you know, so, anyway, um, once he said that, next thing I know, he asked me, he tells me, I want you to stand up and say, you know what, I'm a good person and and I don't care about uh what you what you want to label me. I'm a good person. You know, so I'm punching the air like like uh like uh like Trey and uh and Boys in the Hood. <laughs> Too bad Neil Long wasn't there for me to uh hug, but I had Amanda. Um yo, this scene turned into this whole new dynamic thing. I you know, I know the the, the audience was laughing and crying along with us and uh and Larry, even at the end of it, because uh, we were up there, man. You know, the scenes, the scene, if we just run straight through, is probably about 25, 30 if it's slow, if we really uh, go slowly. Um, then with his notes and such, uh, on Monday it was probably about 45 to an hour. And everybody's scenes were lasting probably with his notes 45 to an hour. We were up there like... Uh, hour and 30, hour and 40 minutes, man. I can't wait to see the tape because, uh, you know, it's a good learning tool and uh, study tool. And, um, and Larry even said, he was like, I hope you all just realize that you, you, uh, witnessed something special that just happened here because, uh, he even, he was like, I wish, I, I wish John Patrick Shanley was here to see what you all just did to, to that show. It was a high compliment. And then later, here's what's funny. So then later in the class, we went we went second on, on Wednesday, which was nice because then we could just relax and just enjoy learning from everybody else's scenes the remainder of Wednesday and Thursday. Um, but people kept coming up to me, which was nice, saying, man, that was that was amazing. Wow, that was incredible. That was so brave, so honest. Or oh, and it's funny because, you know, as a comic, I'm a comic and so uh you know, I've always heard those things. I'm like, that's so actory. But when you hear it <laughs> from other actors, it feels kind of good. Um, 
you know, so the, it was it was it was nice to uh, and I even said that I was like, you know what, my my twenty four year anniversary as a uh, stand up comic um, is coming up this Sunday, which actually just passed yesterday, Sunday the twenty first of February, which is also uh, the anniversary of Malcolm X uh, being being shot and being killed, which I never knew until I saw a post online yesterday. Um, so I should, which is interesting considering, uh, Malcolm, uh, and Malcolm's influence on me, brother Malcolm's influence on me. Uh, so it's, it's, um, I, I told him, I said, you know what? It's interesting. I said, because I'm about to celebrate my 24 year anniversary as a comedian. Uh, and I've had some success as, as a comedian slash actor. I said, but this is the day. The first day I really feel like I'm I'm truly an actor, you know, and uh, and people were commending me and saying you know you are man, you inspired me, and uh, um, then and after each student put their put their scene up, he'd ask, well, what did you get from this week, and uh, what have you learned, and I, you know, I learned how powerful breathing was, and uh, you know how deep the well of emotions can help you connect um, to whatever character you read for, you know, and, and how important it is to see the humanity in a character. Um, so he asked uh, another um, student the next day, and she said, he said, what'd you learn? She said, well, I learned a lot uh, from uh, watching uh, Women in Manhattan and Dean. So uh, Larry turns around. He says, "You see that, Dean? Dean, where are you?" I raised my hand. He's like, "You helped teach the class." I was like, "Oh wow!" And then she goes like this. I'll never forget. <laughs> she said, "No, I actually met the other Dean in the other Shanley play." <laughs> that was classic. That was so funny. It was funny. And she she was apologetic uh, to me later on. I didn't mind though. I I knew she it didn't come from a place of of, of being mean or angry and 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 uh, it was it was a mistake. But then she even. Uh, she apologized and said, "No, you know what? Um, you did. Um, you did help help me, and you did uh, um, affect affect my performance, which was nice. I, great, great group of uh, people. Very, very uh, giving and sharing. And the um, the amount of emails and love people have have shared between the class has been amazing because he created a list of uh, people in the class. So here." Uh, Actually, I got an email on Friday. I think, yeah, I got an email on Friday. Uh, I'll I'll read you the the abridged version. No, I'll just read the whole thing. She's like, "Hey, Dean." So we got interrupted when I tried to broach the subject of racism. Probably the worst timing in the world. Now, real quick, I didn't even realize we were addressing racism when she came in. Uh, she had come and apologized that uh for the uh, uh miscommunication. But I was like, "Oh no, no problem." She's like, "No, please let me just say this." And, but I could see it was something heavy on her mind. I just didn't realize it was with regards to uh, the racial, uh, the racial thing. So she says, continued in her email, what I wanted to thank you for was your bravery, the relationship between races in this country. I'm reading this. I hope, uh, is if you ever hear this, I hope you know this, this, this is something I wanted to share with, with the people, the, the Father Muckin fans that support, uh, support, because I think it, it's a beautiful, uh, message. 
What I wanted to thank you for was your bravery. The relationship between races in this country is an unbearable open wound. It seems like a wound that is close to impossible to heal. Trying to talk about it is like walking through a minefield. Each party is desperately afraid of saying the wrong thing with the wrong phrasing and in the process only causing more miscommunication and distrust. Breathe. Of course, there is no way for me to possibly understand your experience, but watching your stunning courage and opening your heart to us, a predominantly white audience, I felt was the beginning of the healing process. I grieved with you. No one deserves that much pain in their lives, and the effort it must take to hide it each day I could only imagine is unbearable. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for sharing the truth. Your work is beautiful, and I am so excited for you to begin your life feeling like a true actor. Uh, if you're ever doing stand-up in the city, please let me know or add me to your mailing list. Love to see it. Much love, Izzy. I thought that was very nice, you know? Uh, I'm getting a little misty-eyed again. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But that, that touched me. I wanted to share that with y'all. Um, because it was, it, you know, it was a wonderful feeling to know that, that, you know, something you presented, uh, you know, openly and presented honestly coming from the heart could be well received and uh and I felt like she she was um you know speaking the truth which I I had overlooked I didn't even um uh, I didn't I didn't see it um initially wait the way she had but that that's that's the sign of uh true art where you put it up and you present it as one thing but people gather their own interpretation and and you hope it's uh interpretation interpretation in the positive here's what's funny <coughs> as i was reading that i was thinking to myself one of the main notes uh i i'm reminded of taking uh larry moss's wonderful workshop um he he t told people not only to breathe but but to enunciate to enunciate because so often people do not speak properly and they cut off words and don't really like I was doing as I was reading that email, I was saying to myself, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, you got to got to make sure you slow it down. Trying to talk about like you don't have to make sure that every word is so strong and the consonants are so strong that you hear the the T as you hit the T. But you also don't want to just drop words where where. Words are blended into other words, you know what I mean, like that. So, so trying to talk about it is like walking through a minefield. Each party is desperately afraid of saying the wrong thing with the wrong phrasing, and in the process, only causing more miscommunication and trust. I, I, I even the, the the trick is you have to work work at uh, whatever your craft is on a daily basis, which I learned. Uh, last week, or I was reminded of last week, because uh, the next day I had a, I had an audition for Big Up Sebastian Maniscalco. He has a uh, has a new sitcom on uh, on NBC um, that I had an audition for. They were able to push it back to Friday for me, so it didn't conflict with uh, my schedule with the acting workshop. Even though I found out after the fact that you could leave and come back if necessary, but I wanted to immerse myself totally into the class, so um, I didn't even look at Sebastian's material until Thursday night. Again, I looked at it last week when I first got it, but I didn't want to. Uh, I wanted to be focused on Duke in Women of Manhattan. So then on Thursday afternoon, I get another email from my agents, and Marlon Wayans has an audition uh, for his his sitcom, 
and his is also on Friday. So now the Sebastian one's scheduled till later in the day, and Marlon's is around 12, 12.30. So, uh, and his is six pages. I was like, oh, gosh. I actually have an audition today with seven pages, so I got to finish this up. Um, yeah, man, I, I was a little annoyed because I wasn't annoyed, but I was like, oh, man. I had these two pages, now I gotta learn seven more for a total, or six more for a total of eight. But that's, you're an actor, man. You're an actor, so man, you gotta man up, man up. So that's what I did. Um, I just stayed up late working both scenes. Friday morning, I, uh, I dropped the kids off at school, came home, worked on, um, worked on Marlin's scene. Went in there and yo, we had a blast and had a and, and you know it because my my acting, my acting chi, my acting chi is flowing right now. So I'm really uh, amped about these auditions because now I have have a couple of other tools and my awareness of what to do is is heightened. So man, I I went in with with uh, this pink high school musical blanket because the character. Uh, required the, the character was like a freeloader that was staying on Marlon Wayne's uh futon or sofa for the last two years, and it should have only been two weeks. And and at one point, I had to go get some water, so I went out to get water with the blanket draped around me. And this casting agent also cast like Limitless and a couple other shows, so you have all these beautiful women out in the waiting room, and I could hear them all start laughing when I walked out, and I was joking with them. I was like, "Don't judge me." And I was in there probably, what, like a half hour. So when I finally came out, you know, there's one woman, uh, what was her name? I think it was Christine. Uh, she said, uh, she said, wow, that was, whatever you're doing, that was thoroughly entertaining for us out here. And then we rode the, the elevator together. <coughs> and she said, was that a work session? I was like, no, nah, it was an audition. She was like, wow, that, that was amazing. So that felt good. And then the Sebastian one. Sebastian one felt really good so well that we only did it one time because sometimes when you audition you'll you'll give them a couple of different reads of a scene for them to uh for them to say uh you know what here you should do this or try this but we ran it one time and uh Emmy winning Jen McNamara and friend to the family uh Jen Emmy won Emmy for uh casting Sex in the City good for her uh, she actually, um, her and her casting, uh, partner, they both were like, well, I like that. And I was like, I do too. We were like, all right, well, peace. That's enough. <laughs> so peace. That's enough, man. I'm an, I, I am a thespian now. Finally. And, uh, and yo, yesterday was, was dope, man. Uh, um, well, actually over the weekend, I had a bunch of shows at Stand Up New York and the comic strip and, uh. And we, uh, yeah, we hit 24 years. First time on stage at MCC back in 90, February 21st, 1992. And uh, our first set of our new year um, was at the, uh, or our 12, our 24 year anniversary set was uh, at uh, the comic strip live. I actually recorded it and put it up on, uh, put, put a clip of it up on Instagram. Uh, shout out to... Uh, Cindy and everybody else that uh congratulated me. I appreciated the uh appreciated the love. I right, yo. Um for for those if you don't know, now you know, no. Let's see where where we're going where we gonna be. Wait, where we gonna be? Be 
this this weekend if you're if you're up in well if you happen to attend St. Joseph's College of Maine um I'll be up there this weekend on the 26th of February uh San Antonio I'm coming back actually LA I'll be out in LA you'll probably catch me between March 6th and 9th in uh in LA probably at the Lab Factory um some of those dates cuz my people are always asking when I'm going to be back in LA so I'm coming back out for the first time in 2016 uh and then I'm at the LOL Comedy Club in San Antonio uh March 10th through March 13th March 10th through 13th San Antonio uh LOL Comedy Club and boom, your boy Harris Stanton and I will be returning to the Tampa Improv. Actually, it's Harris's first time. I didn't realize it was Easter weekend, uh, which is why we're not doing a Sunday night show. So I will be there with Harris, uh, and I think my boy Ricky Pryor um, is doing a couple of shows with us. March 23rd through 26th, y'all check out, go to... Uh, improv.com for uh, for tickets and and check listings man and uh yo you know all love like i said big up all the family uh for the mucking fams out here uh supporting i'm sorry it took me so long to drop a new one um as you can hear my brother's been busy and i really i i i apologize for for disappearing on y'all but i really wanted to commit to um mainly this this uh this acting you know as we enter this this uh this our our quarter of a century uh year in comedy i want to you know make some some changes and and you know start booking some more so y'all can see me on more tv and film and say oh we knew him way back when he he had no one listening to the podcast except me and yes, that's my impression of everybody that listens to the podcast. You all sound like the, the like this slower brother, younger brother of Billy Burke. Um, and yes, I'm still saying Billy. That's right. I said I said it. Follow me on on, uh, on all social media at I am Dean Edwards. I A M and then Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Uh, go go follow the uh, Facebook fan page um, uh, at I am Dean Edwards as well, man. And I'll catch y'all. Uh, Next week, alright? All love. Two fingers. It's been real. I see you, John, John Lasseter. Big up my man John Lasseter. Just ran into him this weekend too, man. Y'all be well, be safe, and, and take care of each other, alright? All love. I'm an actor now, ma. I made it. Basically.